because what I'm saying, I'm telling you, is heavy as bricks. It's concrete. Welcome to episode 10 of the Bricks Only podcast, hosted by your favorite girl gang, House of Bricks. I'm Imani. I'm Ebony. I'm Shatikwa Sage. And I'm Girl Ryan, and this is a podcast for the unapologetically dope. This is the first episode to our Girl Boss series. We can all name a girl boss or two, whether it be Oprah, Beyonce, Michelle Obama, or Karen Civil. But what does it really mean to be a girl boss? Today, we have Miss Lindsay Day, the co-founder of Crown Magazine, and she's going to be talking to us about what it means to be a girl boss. Yes. So, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming and joining us on this conversation. We think you're amazing. Oh, of course. And you're super thank beautiful. you so much. Oh, Very beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> oh, gorgeous. Oh, thank, you. thank you. So, um, please introduce yourself. So, yeah, I'm Lindsay Day. I'm the co-founder um, and editor-in-chief of Crown Magazine. We're a new print publication about natural hair and the women who wear it. And really, um, it was inspired by... Really, in, in retrospect, life itself right. as a black woman and mm-hmm. as a mixed woman, if you want to call it that, because I have my dad is white, my mom is black. Mm-hmm. Um, and I stalked your Instagram. Your mom is gorgeous. Oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> she is a ball of energy. And, like, and so it's like, you know, growing up, your hair experience and your moms are always so tied to yeah. each other mm-hmm. and like your cousins and everybody. And so um, I think I knew my hair was different. From my mom's but it was different from my aunties on both sides and uh-huh. so it's always kind of a struggle but we were on that struggle together of like right, figuring right. out what you know how to do it and so fast forward kind of when crown was born it was really born out of um a conversation of observing you know we all can look around and see how much has changed in terms of the amount of products that are available for mm, us right it's like an overwhelm now whereas before it was like Pink lotion. Right. Yeah. right. Like, you right. like, right. try to whip something up yeah. and try to, you know, and everyone kind of use like a different formulation of right. Like, right. things. But then now you're like, what do I even wear? Yeah. Right. And you see all of these, um, you know, natural hair bloggers. There's all of this movement um, and activity happening in the digital space. And this was, I think, the end of 2014. And um, my business partner now and I, we had actually met years before and had worked on a blog back like 10 years ago now. Uh-huh. Um, and he had noticed this change in this movement and it just struck such a chord because of my own personal you know, journey with hair and with right. figuring it all out. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like, you know, we've never had a magazine that was just for the hair that grows out of our heads. And still today in 2017, you know, like yeah. there's not... It's not like there's a plethora. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so we just wanted to kind of capture the conversation in a tangible way and in a way that was going to um, authentically represent our story and where we are now as modern women and kind of caring for the essence of, um, or the, the, the heritage of the essences and the ebonies of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, let's have, like, we can't, we can keep continuing to create and keep making things that speak to us. And our, our future generations as well. Absolutely. Yes. yes. We That's definitely. Thank you for that. Yeah. 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 Yeah
I couldn't stop smiling face. the whole time. No, but yeah, thank so you. Many different types of hair products. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I could never like you know get the right one. Yeah, yeah. I sh- I definitely struggle with the the natural hair care. Well, I was a pink lotion child all my life. I like, was blue magic. Pink, yeah, pink lotion, blue magic, and water. Blue magic. <laughs> yeah, water is important. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you remember Dax? It was like green with the blue top. Yes. It was. Yeah. Wasn't it like more of like, like a curl wax? Yes. Yeah. It was like a pomade. I started yes. using my dad's wig. <laughs> Um, <laughs> when it came in an orange pen, edge control, <laughs> like, did it work? Early up, early on, now before edge control, control was like a thing. Yeah, like I was putting it on because it was laying my edges. So your edges have forever <laughs> been on fleek. Exactly. <laughs> Basically. So as you can see, you know, it's like you start talking about hair and every yeah. black woman's gonna yeah. be like, and then yeah. this and yeah. my hair is dry and my you know, yeah. every single day and it's not just because I started this, but like literally walking to the subway yeah. the other day I hear two girls they're like, you know, it's just a bar it's a part yeah. of sisterhood. Like yeah. you've, you've totally. all helped your girl take her braids down for some yes. reason. Yes. You, know, like, so you know, and it's like you remember those days. Those are bonding moments. It's yep. like girl, I know you had me, like thank you, you know. <laughs> There's no way you can get up, like the, especially the micro Oh my god! <laughs> oh I'm a little older than you. Yes. That's so true. That's true. I was just telling Shasha that um, I was late because I couldn't get my hair in a ponytail. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, I could not get my hair in a ponytail. Me and Kendra are in the mirror, like I'm holding my hair. She's like wrapping <laughs> oh, the, no. the hair bow around my hair, but it definitely was a bonding moment. And it's like, yeah. you know, I can't. I'm not really good at hair. Yeah. Well, yeah. the exciting thing too is that like people are making stuff for us now, yeah. which it, yeah. wasn't like that before. Yeah. So. Sure, there's probably all kinds of you know people working on patents and yeah. right. Yeah. So I, I I think it's very important for us to maintain our ownership of the narrative, and I think that's why Crown was so important. Yeah. It's like yeah. if we own the conversation and we don't have to be you know paid mm-hmm. only, for example, by corporations that may or may not have our interests or right. interest exactly. at heart. If we can build a business model with our people, right. with our people as advertisers, with our people purchasing the product, with you know, using the platform to launch their products and their services. Like, right. that's really what we envision creating and are creating and it's like happening. So it's yes. really cool to so see it amazing. manifesting, mm-hmm. but it's definitely more than just like, let's do twist outs and like, yeah. 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 I don't know if you guys, oh, I should have got brush out. We actually sold out, mm-hmm. but I have like a couple of <laughs> messed up copies that I've shown you. I don't know if y'all have seen it, but, um, you know, we talk about a lot of different yeah. um, mm-hmm. topics, even just in the first issue. It was like our manifesto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, so we talk about everything from, you know, e- everything, like mm-hmm. growing wealth in our communities mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. again, you know, a wash and go. Right. To, you know, hearing something from an elder and her life story and her, mm-hmm. you know, insights. So we definitely try to keep it. Like, look at this room, the diversity yeah. that's represented right. in this room. Right. Like, you could never represent that in a magazine. So why are we always three types of black women in magazines? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. So like, yeah. like, we could all yeah. be in the magazine. In yeah. media in general, not even just magazines, exactly. like in every aspect. Yeah. That is so cool. Is. So, I guess to start this conversation, again, mm-hmm. we're very happy to have you. We appreciate that intro. Thank you. Um, so, do you consider yourself a girl boss? And if so, can you explain to us why? Do I consider myself a girl boss? Um, I don't never, I never really think about it as a girl boss per se. I guess I'm just, you know, the boss. A boss. <laughs> right, right, right. But I'm you know, boss yeah. Boss. yeah. Sure, why not? That's cool. Um, do you feel like 
owning your do you feel like you were a boss prior to well you've had a very I guess interesting background and in just all that you've done I know you've done A&R previously so you you did internships um, back in the day but yeah. still that's like that's bossy to me um and you said you were blogging before you met your current co-founder yes, um yes. and you also have a consulting agency yes yes, yes. so <laughs> do you feel like you were a boss prior to like was that something that was always just in you or do you feel like as you begin to develop your career that's when you were like oh yeah I'm a boss oh gosh good question um <laughs> I feel like I definitely didn't always feel like a boss. That that is one hundred percent for sure. Um, my career, especially in my twenties, like I knew I had a lot in me, and you would you know you always go to the panels or the events or whatever, and people are like, follow your passion, yeah. do yeah. what you want to do. Like yeah. you'll if you keep working hard, you'll make it. And it's like that sounds nice, but like what does that tangibly yeah. like? What does right. that mean? And so I think in retrospect, you know the thing that really truly makes you a boss is your mindset because there's been a lot of times that I could tell I'm talking to people about my vision and their eyes glaze over they have no clue what I'm talking about mm -hmm. they couldn't care less they're you know thinking about whatever it is they're dealing with right. or whatever mm -hmm. and I think it's easy to let those things discourage you and keep you in that same place because you're afraid to go out of it and you're afraid of what that person might think when in reality they're so worried about their own stuff why are you even you know like yeah, yeah. moving around them so I think that is a big part of, I guess, if you, you know, if <laughs> being a boss, I suppose, <laughs> mm -hmm. is the mentality of, I remember times of really feeling like career-wise, I have no idea, like physically speaking on paper, how did I get here? Like, this is not yeah. where I wanted to be, mm -hmm. but knowing that I, what I still, what I had was still valuable, even if that person at that given time couldn't recognize that value, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I will find the place where that value is recognized. Wow, very and awesome. That, like, I, I know everyone can relate to being somewhere and not feeling like this is, you're not manifesting what's inside of you and it's right. frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that means that the circumstances are wrong. It does not mean you're wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. change them circumstances. Yeah. yeah that, was, <laughs> that was so I'm on point. Like, That's where I am. Like, I'm No, I think that that was a good point that you brought up. Like, just because I think, because. For all of us, we're in our we're twenty five and up, so we are kind of in the mm -hmm. I guess quarter life so. crisis. Yeah, so <laughs> I feel like a lot of times we're like stressed out about certain things, mm -hmm. and we're feeling like, well, maybe this is not for me, or we're not really sure of where yeah. things are going. But I feel like because we're friends, we're able to talk about those things, and we're able to kind of keep each each other encouraged. But it is hard mm -hmm. on the day to day, like when you're not around yeah. your friends all the time, and just knowing like, wow, they're undervaluing me at this job. But I should keep my head up because <laughs> I gotta pay yeah. bills. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just keep your head up and soak up that game. Yeah, yeah. Soak totally. up whatever game is around. Exactly. If you yeah. if you have access to budgets, yeah. you know, look out for your very hardworking friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you have you know a platform that you can lend, look out for the people who are, you know. Right. Like it's we. I think so often glamorize the boss or not to say that, but yeah. like the entrepreneur as like the only way. Totally. And it's hard, you know, and maybe everybody doesn't want to be an entrepreneur or isn't set up right now to do that. But I think business principles are always important to know whether you're inside a business or running your own business. And I think it's important to know where your role is within the greater the greater economy, um, right. the greater community. Like, right. how can you look around and how can you lift your people up 
even in your situation that you're in now. Because then you'll start to have a, a sense of purpose. Like, you don't just, doesn't fall out of the sky. Right. Yeah. Like, it happens by doing purposeful things. Right. And with you mentioning, like, the glamorization of entrepreneurship or, like, I guess being a boss, that's kind of... I think like having a platform like a podcast or any type of way that you can connect with your audience gives you the opportunity to let people know what's really going on behind doors. Because I feel like even like our New Year's episode, a lot of people found that that was enlightening. We were talking about all the crazy stuff that we went through through the year. Mm -hmm. Because like no one, people see us on Instagram. Right, you don't put that out Yeah, you don't put that out there. So I think with the Boss series, that's something that we want to kind of Mm -hmm. let people get a scope into. Because it's like... I mean, we we just thought you were dope in general because it's like okay, we met in the criminal. We think that the crown mag is lit. So it's just like now we get to know like okay, she did feel like this at one point. You know what I mean? And so now when someone listens to this, they'll know like on top of the girls feeling this way, like they're now talking to a dope, you know, another dope ass girl or another dope ass woman who felt that way. Yeah, Yeah, but it's like that feeling. (laughs) You feel it at all times. You know, it's like in in different ways. I mean, definitely there's a sense of freedom knowing I manage my own schedule and knowing I have my own thing to, like, it's in my hands. What I I can wake up and, like, manifest whatever I decide. I just have to show up and do it. Right. Right. You know, but at the same time, there's self-doubt, you know, when Mm -hmm. the money is, like, looking a little, you know, certain times are drier than others, certain types parts of the year when you have a cyclical business. But, you know, then you look back and you're like, I've worked in cyclical businesses before. I've done sales before. I know this. Like, as long as I get through this period, I'll be fine. You know, so it's like those experiences. You can't, there's no, uh, no substitute for the actual experience of going through it surviving and being like all right we got this yeah (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah. and how big of a role do you feel like self-development plays and to i guess like (laughs) being a boss or being entrepreneur Mm. it's like it's the only way like you 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 exist in this world in your body you know so you can't lean on anyone else to to provide really anything at the end of the day like and it's not to say that oh, I'm independent and I don't need nothing and nobody. Yeah. It's not that. It's just you have to be able to maintain yourself emotionally, you know, spiritually. Like, of course, you are a part of a community. And, and I think making the right decisions of who you surround yourself with and all of those things, of course, are important. But, like, you have to own your... Can I cuss? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to own your shit at the end of the day. <laughs> I'm like, it's on you, yeah. you know? Yeah. Do you so. have a self-care routine or, like, how do you maintain your sanity? Um, I, like, I think it's just, no, like, I've worked really hard to know myself and to, mm-hmm. like, know when I'm about to, you know, yeah. like, if I'm feeling burnout, like, there's certain things, whether it's listening to Stevie Wonder is a thing, <laughs> yeah. or like, you know, doing yoga. Yoga is a huge one for me. Yeah. Like, huge, huge, huge. Just like calming myself and centering myself. Um, yeah, I mean, nails and those types of things are always good, but I think travel is huge for me. Like, just going away and like, even solo travel has been that's, a huge, like, goal. <laughs> a big part of my life. Like, there's been very, like, big changes and I know y'all we were like I jokingly said quarter life crisis but like I literally literally. worked in the corporate world for like four years after college quit traveled three months by myself and like just kind of went three months yeah oh my god and it was like it was I knew I needed perspective I didn't know exactly what I needed but it was 
just the the idea of being able to again manifest a dream mm-hmm. that you when you in your mind you think oh well when I retire or when this happens or whatever you know whatever I'll go there I'll see this thing yeah. but then you see it in real life at like 22 mm-hmm. it's like all right well I can be back here anytime you know it's right. not like a for me, that was something that I needed to tangibly witness or experience right. yeah. and know that I'd be okay by myself and like roaming and doing my mm-hmm. thing yeah. and um, just all of the things that come along with like having to get over like simple things like language barrier and whatever and mm-hmm. like handle yourself within mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Okay. So travel so we- is a lot. We mentioned, um, I guess, that the fact that, I mean, being a boss and being an entrepreneur, it comes with its ups and downs. Mm -hmm. So with Crown being the first of its kind, we can only imagine the difficulty that comes with breaking new barriers. So what, I guess, motivates you to overcome those barriers that you might face? Um, I think it's just the the understanding that this is way bigger than me. This is way bigger than Nkrumah. It's bigger than my hair story. Like, when we've... So we kind of, we launched Crown, like you guys were saying, you worked on it behind the scenes for a little mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. So we worked on it like six or eight months, maybe something like that. Um, and it was like a random, he had come in town, Nakuma had come in town. We just had like a conversation about it. It was like a vague idea, but it was like, but I think it could be something. And we were both like ready to get out of where we, where yeah. we were. Mm-hmm. And so it was just one of those things that just kind of clicked. And then we went and we ended up developing it. We were like, all right, let's create an MVP. Let's go to, we went to Afropunk with like a little zine in mm-hmm. our hands and put it in people's hands. And it's like, you have an idea, you think it's cool, you think it's necessary. But, and I had already at that point in my career created digital platforms and work on digital platforms. So. I've seen like interaction in the digital space and whatever, but it's very different to like go and talk to your customer on day one, put something mm-hmm. in their hand, see their eyes light up and be like, wait, what is this? Yeah. How do I do, can I write? Can I advertise? Can I, mm-hmm. you know, pay for this, you know, what was right. really a pamphlet exactly. for us? Mm-hmm. Um, and really realizing like, I have grown strangers talking to me, pulling me to the drink line with them to tell me about <laughs> their girl or their, you know, their, their yeah. experience growing up and how they felt a particular way because of their hair or even their skin tone or their this or their that. And it's, it was like, I then realized, like, I've been looking for this purpose and this passion or whatever. And it's like, I've shied away from the hair conversation because it was one of division for a lot of my life, yeah. to be yeah. honest. And this is me standing here with my girls, and I think someone's gonna be like, "Who is you with a natural hair back?" You know, and here she is, like divulging secrets to me. You know, and so it was sisterhood on the day on day one. Yeah, and so I felt very like I have a sense of duty to my girls to like make this thing happen. You know, and um, it's been therapeutic for me. It's been something that it's like there's something when somebody realizes that they are beautiful and they're valuable and like how do they move through this world like how do little girls if they were 10 and realize that about themselves versus comparing themselves to someone's flowy hair that right you know that's not your hair like it's never you know yeah it's not it's gonna, not be, gonna that. be your hair and so that's a a, a a challenge and something that they're gonna battle for a long time sometimes unnecessarily like so unnecessarily and so i think if i can it's not about 
like being mad at people wearing weeds. It's not about, you know, oh, you shouldn't straighten your hair. Like it's, it's so much deeper than that. It's just about sisterhood and like coming together because we all have a hair story. And right. it's more similar than different in a lot of ways. And we are affected by the same white supremacy and right. it manifests in different ways. Yes. Yeah. So. Just- Curiosity, mm-hmm. what year was that when you guys were passing out the? Um, it was 2015 and 16. Like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like I might have received one. Did yeah. you? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. it was it was purple. It had a uh, lily on it um, on the cover. What is it? her? I'm trying to think of her handle. Uh, I wish I knew it. Lily Ann, I think, is her handle, but she's so gorgeous. We were definitely there. I, feel yeah. like I, <laughs> I hope you got one. <laughs> Yeah, that's those cool. were the day. It's it it was just crazy because it just kind of started happening, you know. Yeah. And we had to make a ma- like when somebody pre-orders your magazine, <laughs> you have to make it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess we're making a magazine. Yeah, yeah. So that's that so cool. cool. <laughs> and when we met, when we met Nakuma, he literally I feel like he told the same exact story. And I think <laughs> that's, that's cool when you you know you can speak to two different people about the same, I guess, like, passion. Mm. And you feel like, you know, everyone has their own perspective of it, but you guys both remember the beginning of this yeah. idea so vividly. And I think that that speaks volumes for you guys' foundation and you guys' connection as, you know, co-founders. For yeah. sure. Like, it, I think we both found each other at a time where it was like, we're getting off the plantation. <laughs> like, let's go. <laughs> like, we're going to make a run for it. Is you coming? <laughs> where we were both we like I was I think I was almost 30 you know we had both like just done so many different things he was here on a work trip and I was you know really at the edge of where I wanted to be with my current work situation and was like I'm gonna start consulting like I just kind of conjured up the idea and um I didn't have any clients yet like I was literally trying to consult my friends for free just to be like (laughs) I I swear I know I know what I'm talking (laughs) about we need help come on let's go and then this happened so it was like all right we'll set a weekly call and it just started like every Wednesday it's I think it's still in my in my um calendar (laughs) so weird but it was like 11 30 because he was on the west coast so it was like after his day so it was 8 30 PST yeah you know we just would be on the phone to like 3 and 4 a.m sometimes like drawing stuff out and coming mm-hmm. up with, you know, we still have a lot of that stuff. But, you know, it was just, we we just had a lot of personal passion and we both really wanted to do something to serve our people. And it just was time. Like, as you guys can see, like, so many of us are creating, you know, we're connecting with across this country, across the diaspora more mm-hmm. than ever before because we have the internet and social media and everything. Right. So it's like, shoot. And I think a lot of us now, it's like, Trump is our president. Like, what yeah. do we have to lose? Shit right. is real now. Like, what can... Come on. <laughs> if you ever said I was unqualified for anything before. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And so. then, you know, with him being president, like, that really scares, like, the small business owners because mm. they want to take funding away. Yeah. So it's really... It's a very like scary place to be in. I'm, I mean, and, and that is so real, and there are real implications, but this idea of scarcity, there is money to be made. Right. Mm-hmm. And they want us to feel like it's scarce, yeah. right. but it ain't scarce. Yeah, right. It's all like so, scare tactics. Yeah. <laughs> and I know Lindsay referenced her age, but she literally looks like she's twenty-one. So oh yeah, right. she may or may not be being honest. I'm not sure. Right. We can fact check that later. We'll but let you guys um, know. 
<laughs> okay, so you kind of answered this um, question. You actually touched on a lot, but yeah. I guess, um, in what ways has hair helped you embrace the woman that you are in totality? Oh, man. I mean, you can't change it. So <laughs> yes. You might want to accept it, you yeah. know? Like, I don't know. You can feel a, a particular way, but it literally grew out of my head this way. Um, and nobody should have to apologize for their hair. Nobody should have to alter it if they don't want to. Do you? You know, I just want, I think weaves can be a glorious thing. It can be, you know, I, I love braids. I think everyone should be able to experiment and do what they want. Um, I just want to see a world where we're not kind of like becoming imprisoned by our hair, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's like if we are in severe financial debt as a community and on a personal level and aren't really building or owning anything, but we have like hundreds of dollars of hair in our heads and we spend yeah. hundreds, you know, it's just like, let's have those conversations. Let's right. just ask yeah. those questions. That's Cause true. it's like, there's something there that, you know, and the money is going to people who are in our communities, who have businesses, who, right. are, you know, came from other countries and have set up, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, it's worth, it begs the question, who are we giving our money to? Why? What is the purpose behind it? it like, beyond just hair, like, there's yeah. some psychological stuff happening here. Definitely. And we've been preyed upon as a, as a people. It's yeah. real. So, what are we going to do about it? You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't have the answers, but I'm going like to yeah. Yeah. ask the question. Yeah. I'll ask the question. Always think about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan has definitely thought about it like that. Um, <laughs> So I guess if you can kind of give us a glimpse into your hair story from, because I know you mentioned realizing at an early age that your hair is different than your mom's hair, your hair is mm -hmm. different than your aunt's hair on both sides. So what was your hair story, your hair journey? Man, <laughs> it was it was like I almost felt defined in a lot of ways by my hair because mm -hmm. it was it was like my yeah. mom, you know, I don't know, something about black moms, they don't be cutting your hair. So my yeah. hair was really long. Yeah. And, but people would be like, oh, your hair, da, da, da. And I was super shy. So I was like, I don't even know what's yeah. happening. Like, I, I wanted, like, there was a particular part, time in my life I would just put it back and not deal with it. Yeah. And then um, and then even younger, I remember going to, like, my white family's house. And I got in, uh, well, first, I got in trouble. And... <laughs> So I went swimming. My white auntie let me swim with like a ponytail. Mm -hmm. And my hair when I was younger, first off, it was super thick. And it was just like long, for mm -hmm. unreasonably long. Mm -hmm. And it just was like in a knot. <gasps> just like. Oh my God. Almost had to cut it off. Like, oh God, do you yeah. not, do y'all know Cholesterol Plus? Yes. Saved yes, my life. Yes. It was just like tubs of cholesterol <laughs> plus up, up all night like and I just remember that of like and I got in trouble not my auntie me because like you need to know how to do your hair you can't be right. swimming in the pool like you know yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know yeah you know? and so those those type of cultural differences and the implications of having to almost cut your hair you yeah. know and like having your hair you know having your right. hair ripped out as a child like <laughs> it was like oh my gosh like so there was always that. I knew it wasn't quite the same. You were with your white friends. You could, they couldn't touch my hair with your black <laughs> friends. And it was just like, it was just different. And again, I think it became a kind of place of division, I suppose, because, mm -hmm. you know, it's just, it's just hard, like, to see 
it's like I, I would have friends and I would say, like, I would find them very beautiful and I have find their natural hair very beautiful and they'd be like, you just don't understand, you know? Yeah. And so it's like, I'm not going to yeah. press you. I'm not saying yeah. you, you right. should do anything. <laughs> I'm just saying I think you're beautiful, yeah. you know? And so, again, I straightened my hair for years. So many of my friends straightened our hair. And I think it was just easier because of the products and the whatever. Mm -hmm. And then so, I don't know, like, once I got a little, once there were products, I don't know. Yeah. For me, it was it was kind of a struggle finding people to cut my hair because mm -hmm. it's, like, always, like, a mushroom, like, mm -hmm. weird, frizzy, whatever. <laughs> so that has helped. Mm -hmm. Having people that know how to cut hair yeah. now um, a little bit better, at least. Like, it's still hit or miss. But mm -hmm. obviously, having a hair magazine makes it a little bit better. But, yeah. That hair, hair cut and hair product has been a savior, for sure. Yeah. And But it's just funny, because my whole life, I hated it. I straightened it. I tried to hide it. And, you know, it was like yeah. a, a burden of sorts. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I just needed a haircut and some yeah. products, you know? So, I mean, I even relaxed my hair. Like, it's just. You know, it? it's just crazy. Like it, it's just culturally, you straightened it. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. After a certain age, it was like you just desired to straighten it. Yeah. So present day, like, what's your most comfortable? It's hair? always like this. It's like, I'm like the worst person to have a hair magazine. Like, I haven't gotten it cut in like six months. No. Um, I don't know. I'm pretty low maintenance. I'd mm -hmm. say I just like it to be. I kind of think I'm gonna cut it short. Just mm -hmm. to make it easier, That's less product cute. and less everything. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think I'm just my waking hours are so consumed with like working that I don't I don't like yeah. to do a lot of fuss with in, like makeup, hair, like I kind of put what I need to and keep it pushing. Yeah. Yeah. I know for. I really want to get more into wearing my hair natural, mm -hmm. but I feel like I just struggle with it just because. I don't know what to do to it natural. So I, when I wash it, like I wash it, I condition it, and I just blow dry it and I straighten it. And I'm trying, like, cause I tried, I did do the Bantu knots, but because my hair, I worked so hard to get it trained to stay straight when I was like in college, undergrad, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that now it yeah, knows how process. to stay straight. So when right. I did the little Mine, Bantu yeah. knots, it was like, this is not how Kendra's looks. <laughs> <laughs> this is not how Ebony's looks. Like, mine's looks busted, and I'm about to straighten my hair. Yeah. So it's definitely, I think, like, it's a process. And I think hair in general is coming to terms and being comfortable with your hair in general is a process. It is I a process agree, because yeah. it's like there's so many external forces. Yeah. Like, it's different when, like, you know, what yeah. people don't have to think about yeah. growing their hair out from a particular texture to do something else where it's like, that could have severe implications. Mm -hmm. Like, you go to the office and people are like, why is your hair like mm -hmm. that? Like, this yeah. happens. Like, this is not a figment of imagination. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's the th for me, it's like, I could never say everyone should be natural because it's like, I, I don't know, it's like, and what is natural, really? Right. right. You know, because yeah. people are like, well, I'm natural. My hair is flat iron, but it's natural. And it's like, I think it's less about defining that word or like doing that. It's like if you have a, hair, a job and you can't transition right now, nobody can tell you you need to transition. Yeah. You should be natural. Like, <laughs> no, maybe yeah. when it's time for your life in your life to do so, you'll do it. And right. maybe not. Maybe this works for you. You yeah. know, so yeah. I don't know. 
it, to me, I'm not like the, I'm trying to convert everybody. Yeah. yeah. I just think that we should be able to look in a magazine and see ourselves. I right. Think, period. My yeah. hair has always been like a super huge part of my identity. One, being raised in the South as a brown girl with super long hair. So it's like, I feel like everyone knew me as like, they were like, oh yeah, Ebony with the long hair. And it got to a point where I didn't want to wear my hair in any other way. Like I didn't want to wear it in a ponytail because yeah. I felt like, you know, it didn't look the same way. Like it wasn't yeah. as long. And I'm not Ebony with the long hair anymore. Yeah. yeah. So it was like, <laughs> it became like my, like I, it was almost as if I couldn't do anything but wear my hair straight. Even my grandmother, when she would introduce me to people, it was like, that was my staple. So even yeah. when I moved here and being around you guys, it kind of, you guys kind of taught me or showed me that I can wear my hair in different ways and it still looks good. Yeah. You know? So now I'm like, I feel more free. I feel basically. like you <laughs> definitely are like really good at embracing that. Yeah. I mean, definitely. I feel like everyone in here is really good at it. Yeah. I really struggle with it. But then it's like my, you know, I was raised in a hair salon. Yeah. My grandmother owns hair salon. So literally that was my after school care. Like I was there from you know, all day getting my hair done yeah. and sweeping and answer the phones. So it's been a part of not only like, you know, so it's like a love hate thing. Like I yeah. hate that that's become a part of me, but also that is home, like hair and like being around people right, there's celebrating nostalgia. hair. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, hair has been interesting in my self development, you know? Like yeah. An interesting I'm, factor in it. Ebony's grandmother is a hairstylist, correct? Yeah. yeah. And my mom she is a hairstylist. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And she owns a hair salon. Entrepreneur yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. My, my mom, mom was a hairstylist. Yeah. yeah. And my mom what? is a hairstylist as oh well. My gosh, and yeah. I grew up in a salon um, with, I actually went to, I went to. What? I've been to all the Bronner. Oh, yeah, all the Yeah, when I was growing up in Atlanta, yeah. But my family in Atlanta, they actually own a natural hair salon, Tag um, Concepts. So they, they make their own natural hair products and all that. And nice. their daughter, she just recently moved up here, and she hasn't been able to find anyone comparable to, I guess, what her parents do. So we went to Devashan yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they su- supposedly, like, um, specialize in the curl. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was just very different seeing... I'm used to a whole black salon. You know what I mean? It might be like some Dominican people in there, might be some Spanish people in there, but I'm used to a very cultured, um, not, you don't see a lot of white people in the salons that I grew up in. So going there, it was very diverse. It was a lot of white people, but it was more so white stylists doing black hair that was like mind blowing for me. Cause I'm just looking at her like, so you're doing this. Like, <laughs> like, you're really about to do this. And she's like, yeah. And I'm just looking at her like so mind blown. And the whole time, because they didn't have seats in the back. So I'm texting her like, can I come look really quick? Because I'm just like, what are, what they, are they doing? doing they have you? to use magic because there's no way. And then at the end of it, like, I kind of was talking to the stylist that was doing her hair. And she had an assistant. Her assistant was African-American. And it was I was just realizing that we're not really... Like, the last time that I was in a super salon-y experience, I was, like, under the age of seven. Right. So I was just so used to just absorbing what I saw and that being what it was. And now it's, like, I'm 25, about to turn 26. People are really learning about African-American hair and about yeah. curls and about natural Accepting hair. Accepting yeah. hair. And like the I have to realize, yeah. like, this is lit. Like, whether I think they're doing it right or not, yeah. this is, like, a transitional right. period. Nobody yeah. even yeah. thought to- to try to try, serve yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, at all. Like, really? And now like, it's like, it's a trend. Like, all of their customers who are primarily, I would say, white, right. are going in there to get natural curls. Wow. And it's like, I don't know what that means for you guys. But for me, <laughs> that is like major. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, you yeah, guys are, you guys look at us sure. shifting to the natural style and you guys want to be natural as well. Right. Mm-hmm, so I think mm-hmm. that that's really like, 
And I want to shout out a really good salon that I fell in love with, which is H2 in yes. Bed-Stuy. Oh, my gosh. Lifesaver. Black And salon. everyone you referenced, because Kristen went, Kirsten went, and she yeah. loved it. Ryan goes. She oh, got yeah. color done at H2, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, shout good out to, to H2. Know. <laughs> I need to go. But I really <laughs> love my salon. I still go to the Dominican, but I don't go as much as I used to. I used to go, like, every week because I have really bad dry scalp. But now I just go, like, once a month. Unless... But you're very consistent with your protective styles. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're consistently, like, weird. getting a protective style. And, and I think that that um, works. The Dominican hair salons broke my hair off really badly. Like, yeah. I had to regroup yeah. and, like, get my life together because, like, I'm not Dominican. <laughs> and <laughs> all that heat, all that stress really broke off yeah, my I've hair. Yeah, I've definitely had some bad pressing experience. Yeah. yeah. Like, too much heat. It's, it's so cheap. For me. It's so tempting. Yeah. It's so I go to the same person all the time. They specialize in natural hair, too. Oh. But, um... She, my hair has been growing ever since I've been going to her. That's good. Yeah. Everyone doesn't is? like it at all. Yeah, Who is this person? It's uh, a <laughs> salon in uh, Brooklyn. It's in uh, Canarsie off of New Lots Avenue. Okay. I only go to Louisa. Mm-hmm. No, it's on the, it's oh, on yeah, the yeah, yeah. other place I remember. I only I remember. go to this girl Louisa. She does an amazing job. But I don't go all the time, though. Yeah. Like, For you, Ryan, that works? The blowouts? You don't have any what? breakage, right? The Dominican? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I switch it up. Whatever, yeah, because you do what, natural, too. Yeah, whatever you can rock I feel is best or whatever I feel like my hair needs at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so shifting Y'all back. Y'all in Brooklyn? Um, I live in Jersey. Oh, you're in Jersey. Yeah. Carlo. Oh. You said it like, oh, you're in oh, Jersey. No, no, no. No, <laughs> no, no I'm just kidding. No shade in Jersey. Jersey is nice. I'm in Bushwick. Yeah. <laughs> and Ryan's in. Best yeah. style. Harlem to Canarsie for your hair? She yeah. Must be good. Used to live. I used to live out there. We all used to live okay, together okay, in yeah. Canarsie. Okay. And when I found her, it was just like, my mom's like, yeah, you have to go back there. I'm like, I know. So, like, my mom drives. Oh, wow. I drive, okay. so like whenever that's I have better. to go to get my hair done, I'll just okay. That's why I don't that go train. Every... If you were on that train ride, yeah, no, yes, <laughs> L train. So shifting, Whew. so shifting back to um your business crown. Well, one of your current businesses, Crown Mag. Mm-hmm. The photography in the magazine is amazing. It's very authentic and colorful. Um, what do you feel like is the vision behind the aesthetics of the magazine? Um, thank you. Um, yeah, they're amazing. Thank you, thank you. I wish I could take credit. That would be Puma. <laughs> that would be my business partner. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, he would be the the he's the creative visionary behind mm-hmm. it. Um, and again, going back to our original work together, this was flashback '07, uh, a platform called Live Elevated. So like, <laughs> I was still in college, I think, my senior year at the time, and we like through a mutual friend met. They had started this platform and they needed like an editor and a writer. So funny enough, I was the editor writer. He was the creative director. Mm-hmm. And we worked on that for a little bit. And then I ended up getting a job working in the music industry, whatever. But we kept in touch over the years. And like I had gone on to create um, a women's platform, a digital platform. And actually, like, a, a, it's funny because throughout my career, whenever I needed something creative, I would like hit him up. up. <laughs> <laughs> he would create like a logo or whatever. <laughs> Um, if I could track him down, that yeah. is. Um, but yeah, like even when he was just designing, like, because this was like a Live Elevate was like a um, website for like nightlife, Hollywood nightlife. Because I was like working the doors, girl. This is college. <laughs> I was checking people in, you know? um, and and Been so <laughs> I've said too much, no. Um, and so 
like he was designing club flyers and all the club flyers were like the cheesiest ever but his would have like women with flowing gowns and like <laughs> texture and I was like ooh like this Carl the Thomas like, <laughs> this is, it was like Carl Thomas trying to come back too so you know it was like oh gosh but it was beautiful <laughs> cause he put some lady on it and so yeah like that always stuck with me like his representation of women even in like a, a seedy nightlife space you're the only one that actually pays attention to the woman's form and shape and everything, right. so whatever. Fast forward, it was like when we were having that conversation, I already could see that. I, I knew his, his the way he, he designed, but particularly, I think, his affection for black women. Like, yeah. he, he yeah. loves him a black woman. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, feel, I think that, that helps him to um, portray us in a way that is, like, one of, like, kind of familial affection versus like so often it's like we're bent over contorted yeah. like ass everywhere yeah. it's just like disgusting mm-hmm. um but it's like he knows how to capture the beauty of the average woman you right. know just like i think he focuses on moments that are different like he wants to see the real moment versus the like super sexy like right right moment, yeah. you know and i think that's what shows through um the photography and Really, like all when he asks me for my input, I will give it. But I usually like I let him do his thing with that, and like I'm editor in chief. He usually lets me do my thing with the words, <laughs> yeah. and I don't know. We kind of have our our roles, Your own lane. and we. But it, it is funny because I'm I'm learning a lot more um, about the creative side and mm-hmm. just about different things and composition and all that stuff. So. Um, it's been a learning experience. It's cool to be able to learn from your peers. I think I, yeah. through my career, I've learned a lot from like my peers versus having like some mentor person right. or mm-hmm. whatever. Totally. And um, just with you speaking on your co-founder, your co-founder is a male. Yeah. So um, I feel like we're definitely like society has us in a place where we feel like women have to stick together, and of course we do, mm-hmm. we do. But how important is it to you to empower men as well? through yeah. all your yeah. efforts as a boss, I guess. It's so important. I mean, um, I have a big brother, and so I grew up, <laughs> like, it was me and my bro, like, yeah, just yeah. us two, like, forever. So, like, that's how I learned hip-hop. That's how, you know, yeah. everything was kind of through the lens of my big brother. We're only, like, a year and a half apart. Mm-hmm. And so I think, to me, the male-female dynamic is so important, and um, there's just a lot of, like, there's different perspectives that, like you're you whether it's through um conditioning or whatever or just like what we're engineered and built with (laughs) there's there's different factors at work but like we come at things with different perspectives and from different ways like if you talk to your girl about what some dude is saying she's gonna tell you something very different than Mm -hmm. what the guy your guy friend will say and usually the guy friend may have a little extra truth on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which you yeah. don't really want to hear. But right. Like, All right, I guess so. So it's like that dynamic of like, you know, we, we kind of debate and we have art. Nah, that's not what it is. Yeah. But that's, you know, and so um, I don't know. I think it's, it's important. And I think empowering, I think it's interesting because now is the time of the black girl magic hashtag everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants a piece of it, you right. know, and so I think it's, it's one of those things where now everybody wants a black girl on their cover, on their this, on their that. And yeah. so I think it's still important to to big up our men and make sure that they're getting the light that they exactly. need to. Um, 
and you know getting the love that they need to uh just in terms of like self-love and like making sure that we're cultivate you know like we're not forgetting about them too in yeah the, in the midst of yeah, everything because we'll never forget about a black <laughs> that is <laughs> i know this is very true yeah this is very very true almost a little too much sometimes. Right. <laughs> but no i think it, it is um it's important for us to i think i would love to see more nkrumahs too like yeah coming to the table to do work for us and to represent us as women um, in a particular light as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think they have a, when it comes to, it's not about, for me, like, um, Nakuma speaking for women and like, or anything like that, but I think it's about having a male perspective. Uh, so often we kind of run in this silo where it's like women talking to women about women, and it's like, as much as we might feel better when we leave, maybe yeah. it may or may not be changing <laughs> yeah. if we aren't in involving men in the conversation right and so it's not about men saving us or us saving men it's about us you know doing things that can lift each other up so Mm -hmm. like let's lend crown which is a women's platform to some male voices as well and vice versa you know so Mm -hmm. it's a it's an interplay and it has to be reciprocal i think definitely agree and what you were saying um about your co-founder i think he definitely gives everyone that vibe because when we when we met him we were all just like it's just cool. Yeah. And it was like, you know, he was just like, interested no. like, yeah. in what we were doing. Like, we were black women. Conversation yeah, it was like a genuine conversation. Yeah, it was like a genuine conversation. Like, he had really no reason. No. We were in the middle yeah. of an interview. Yeah, we were in the middle of an interview oh, with, uh, with the zine, the small zine. Oh, like, that what? was like the first time we were ever interviewed. And he just came over and started talking to us. And he's just like a very genuine person. And even just in that brief conversation, you were able to see his passion and yeah. his belief and his strong I guess feelings for black women and and creative spaces and just um, providing that that type of energy to people so mm-hmm. yeah you're definitely lucky to have such a, a dope male co-founder yeah <laughs> I mean we've both grown a lot over like since the you know, yeah. last 10 years we've known each other it's like oh we, we got a little better with it right. <laughs> so I'm sorry you're fine so yeah it's been it's been a journey um but I think we, I think with any partnership, mutual respect and like, you have to kind of have your, like know your role and do your role. And like, like especially working with creatives and I've worked like, I've worked with creatives in various capacities, whether consulting or just in just various capacities, I'll right. say. And the vibe is so important. You know, you mm-hmm. could want a deliverable by this date at this time and like, you could harp on the person, but like, there's a very important thing with like keeping the energy right yes. with yeah. with creative work yeah. because you can't create beautiful things if you're tight, yeah. you right, know? right? Or like if you're yeah. mad or whatever. Yeah. Even like a podcast, like people yeah. will know if you're, <laughs> yeah. you know, right, right. So it's like yeah. you have to you yeah. have to kind of maintain that, and I think knowing that you need that person as much as they need you, and vice yeah. versa, really helps. Like. Because bo- both of us bring things to the table that we know we couldn't, I can't design yeah. at all. Right. Like, not, if, if I made Crown Magazine and was like, I'm going to do it myself, nobody would have bought it. And I know that. Right. And he knows the opposite. So it right. works. Yeah. You know? right. Well, lastly, we do want to ask you, um, if you could give any advice to any young girls, young women that are aspiring to be bosses, what would it be? <laughs> Man. Um... <laughs> 
I don't even know. Like, there's there's a lot of things. I would just say, kind of relating to what I said earlier, like, you can't limit yourself because of other people's perceptions or what you think they'll think if you fail or, like, you have to do... If something has been placed in you, it is your duty to at least explore what that is, to at least try. Um, a lot of times, what's the worst that can happen? The, if you think about the worst-case scenario, it's not that bad, but... I think a lot of times people will be like, I want to be a DJ or I want to do, you know, this thing or that thing. And you feel like someone else is doing it better. You're late yeah. or mm -hmm. it's not going to be as good or there's already too many people in that space. But nobody has what you have. And I'm not saying don't be smart. I'm not saying like definitely fill a void with what you're doing. Be have like a business model. That is very important if it's a business, unless it's your hobby. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But like. There are particular things if you're starting a business that need to be in order, but in terms of doing it, like my first business wasn't a success, but it taught me so many different things. Mm -hmm. And each of the jobs that I took weren't like my life goal jobs, but they taught me so much about, I, I literally could not do what I do with Crown now or be as confident in what I do when I talk to brands and like get them to invest in me and we haven't even created a magazine. Like we right. literally printed from pre-orders from our people, our readers, and from advertisers who gave us money before we had a magazine. Wow, based on your brand. <laughs> <Right. model>. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like, how are you gonna tell me you can't do it? Yeah. Right. Like we made it out of thin air. You know, we yeah. have the ability to make things out of thin air. Yeah. If we believe enough in, in doing so, could I have done this 10 years ago? Maybe not, but you have to keep showing up until mm -hmm. you can do what, what you're supposed to be doing. Right, yeah, totally. You know? Like, it's to me, it's not about knowing every step. It's about showing up every day. It's not about being, like, super disciplined. Oh, you have to get up at 6 every day and do X, Y, Z. It's about just chipping away every day at it. That's and what I, I agree. would, I would yeah. recommend. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely appreciate that perspective and that advice, and I feel like I'm definitely going to, like, take that advice and mm -hmm. not feel like you have to be super prepared and just kind of just show up yeah and I think like you know in any environment whether you are working a nine to five um with hopes of pursuing your dreams and not being able to not having to clock in every day you have to be steadfast and know that you're learning something and it is a process and it is a part of your story yeah. to um take in everything that is around you as you mentioned before I mean like, I had a nine to five and a side hustle for like eight years probably or seven years and then now I, I consult on the side of it you know yeah. so it's like yeah I don't know like a lot of times people will you know you see stuff happen and you're like oh how did that happen but right. it's like I, I don't even feel like I've reached the the amount of success it's I have a long way to go <laughs> to right. achieve the goals that I've set yeah. um and I feel like we're at the tip of the you know we we're we've just started in right. my opinion. yeah and but there's been so much even just in that. Right. So it's like every day, yeah. you got more work to do. Right. Exactly. And that's kind of what we want to do um, with the Girl Boss series is normalize that, you know, know that you're not, you know, on this pointless <clears throat> path. Just keep moving forward and know that your story may not be like someone else's, but um, it is a part of your story and it is your journey. Mm -hmm. So Faith. And it's not like, you know, I know we live in this popcorn world. We think everything is supposed to happen. Um, when we want it to happen, how we want to have it in five minutes, mm -hmm. you know? Right. 
So just keep working, girls. We gonna make it. We gonna make it. Yeah, (laughs) and like you guys surround yourself with amazing people. You know, when you have, and like even being in this space, this co-working space where we are now, Allie, is like when you are surrounded by people who are also doing it and doing it in their various ways is just so inspiring and it's like mm-hmm. how can I sleep in or how can yeah. I be like I don't want to work today like yeah. everybody's hustling like yeah. I gotta get to it you know? right. so it, it's definitely important yeah. thank you so much for coming in thank you yeah. thanks Amazing. so much having for having, having me yeah. this was great it was so nice speaking with you you provided me with some motivation for the week oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> some, some sauce thing. what am I gonna do when I get home yeah. I know right <laughs> I was just like, yeah, business models. <laughs> well, you are working on a Sunday, so it yeah. seems like yeah. you're. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lindsay, do you have anything going on that you would like to share with our listeners, or where can people find you? Yeah. Um, so, we are about to release our second issue. It's coming this winter, like the end, the very, very end of winter. It's all nice today. It's, okay. it's not winter anymore, but it's coming soon. Um, it is coming, and you can pre order at crownmag.com slash shop it's c-r-w-n-m-a-g.com so no o and crown um but yeah you can either purchase our pre-order i'm sorry you can purchase our first issue pre-order our second issue or you can also get the entire volume um so yeah it's all there at that link that's cool and we'll post this on our instagram for you guys yeah lovely thanks thank you so much for coming yes thank you As Lindsay mentioned, you can't change your hair, so the sooner you accept it, the better. Accept yourself in totality and stop being so hard on yourself. Showing up is key. So be you, work hard, boss up, and as always, stay unapologetically dope.